So welcome to bed. You got this. Um, I want to title this Pride and Fury. It's been a minute since I recorded official um, audio podcast. Normally, um, I'm doing videos on YouTube. Um, there's about 10 videos that's out there for me. You got this. But today, um, at this moment, I think I just want to do something I'm audio related instead of video. Um, this is titled um, Pride and Fury. It's been an interesting past um, couple of weeks um, concerning the things that's going on um, in our nation and in our world. Uh, we know that we have this pandemic going on uh, with COVID-19, but I think one of the biggest things that has occurred uh, besides this uh, pandemic concerning this virus, um, the quarantine, um, the shutdowns, um, another factor that came into place um, concerning the past couple of weeks is the um, social um, injustice that's taking place concerning the um, systematic uh, racism that's out there, but also concerning um, racial tensions that's been brought across this nation. Um, I'm not a political person as far as discussing politics, but this past couple of weeks has been very emotional. Even this past few days um, has been emotional. Um, just looking at certain things that's on the news as far as uh, with the protests, uh, rest in peace, uh, George Floyd, um, and the other individuals that was impacted um, through um, um, if you want to call law enforcement harassment or just general things. It's been eye-opening, it's been heart-wrenching, and it's been very um, emotional for me. As you know, you know, man, you got this is a format where we talk about mental health awareness um, for men. And me personally, and I'm pretty sure there's other men that's out there with everything that has been going on, this has been mentally exhausting and draining for each and everyone that's out there. Um, you know, not alone, you know, you worry about, you know, if you have a job or if you can provide for your family, but just looking out, out on the horizon and looking at the, um, um, the protests, where there's in other cities where there's been vandalism, um, that took place, you know, violence, and lots of things is happening. And like I said, just looking at these these current events, um, me personally, you know, I wasn't too bothered about the COVID situation. You know, I made sure I've taken all the necessary precautions as far as with the um, constant hand washing, um, sterilizing things around me, the face mask limited um, contact with individuals and places and so on and so forth. But one of the things that I couldn't escape and which triggered me was this social injustice that took place and concerning what's been happening out here in the world concerning these protests, uh, concerning police brutality and other things. Granted, like I said, I'm not a political person. I'm not going to sit here and bash law enforcement. I'm not going to do that. But what I'm going to do is just talk about you know, past experiences and how I felt. 
you know, looking at the videos, um, if you were not offended by the videos that's been shown all across many platforms or social media or even on TV or even first experience, if that doesn't impact you, I don't know what type of heart that you have. But just looking at these videos and looking at these scenarios that's happened, you know, you know, triggered me. You know, it triggered me as far as being, you know, a young man coming up in the um, east side of, of, of Detroit and just being just being a kid, you know, you walk, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, you seeing the um, big four, you know, ride around, um, snatch up kids, um, grown men, women or whosoever as far as just to snatch them up and just do what they need to do. But, you know, I experienced it firsthand as far as, you know, being a teenager and also a young adult as far as being just a young black male where you feel like, you know, you have a target on your back. I mean, I can count, you know, countless many times, you know, coming home from high school, you know, just walking, you know, to a bus stop and and the neighborhood where my school was at was basically like almost in like, a, I don't want to say the suburbs, but just like a, a, a exclusive part of the city on the east side, you know, just walking to the bus stop and 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 being called, you know, a, a, a nigger by the people in the neighborhoods, or being pulled over by the police and being thrown across the hood, you know, getting your backpack thrown on the ground, they're searching through it, I'm asking you, you know, where the drugs at. Um, throwing you in the back seat of the car and saying, you know, you fit the description of, of someone, you know, breaking inside houses. And, and, and we just heard, you know, that TV was stolen. How the hell am I going to get a TV, you know, inside my backpack? You know, you open my backpack and all you see is pens and papers, um, algebra, geometry, English book. You know, how the hell, you know, you get the audacity, you know, that I fit the profile? You know, after a while, you know, coming up, you know, you get kind of, you know, numb to it because, you know, you think, you know, that's what it's going to be. And, and, and that's your, your overall interaction um, you face with law enforcement. Now, once again, like I said, I'm not bashing the law enforcement that's out there. You know, there's plenty of good cops that's out there and God bless their heart and protect them from hurt, harm, and danger. But also, you know, there's what they say, you know, a few bad apples. But a few of them out there that cause bad taste. Like I said, you know, coming up as a teen and coming up as a youth, you know, in your mindset, you know, you were just 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 forewarned to to be afraid of the cops or or the cops, you know, was your your enemy. You know, you just sitting on the on a corner having a good time with your friends, just hanging out, and all of a sudden a police car roll up on you, and and once again, you know that that common phrase, you no, know, you look suspicious. How the hell do I look sus- suspicious? And I got a Slurpee in my hand for some eleven, or how the hell do I look suspicious? You know, because I got a a basketball inside my hand, or better yet, how about you know if I'm riding my bike. Um, through, through, through Gross Point, and I get pulled over by a cop and asks me, you know, where's my bike license at? For real? A bike license? Well, we've been told, you know, there have been a, a rash of robberies going on in the neighborhood, you know, with, with, with a bike just like this. Um, is there a way, you know, you can prove this bike is yours? 
Now, what type of shit is that right there? Then, then growing up as being an adult, you know, just driving around, and you know, you want to ride up and you want to ride up, you know, Lakeshore Drive, you know, just to relax your mind, um, and just to curb your thoughts. Then all of a sudden, you know, flashing lights will pull you over and tell you and remind you, you know, you know, you, you're on the wrong part of town. Uh, what are you doing over here? You know, why is there so many of you inside the car? Or while you drive around by yourself, are you casing places for your next robbery? What type of hysterical, typical, you know, bullshit is that? Then you get older, you know, as an adult, you know, I can imagine, well, I can admit, you know, that I had a truck that had a, um, a busted headlight. And it was my fault, you know, it took me a moment to get it fixed because basically, you know, it was a hoopty. But just driving around with this, like, I don't forget, I was, it was, it was at night, you know, I was coming home, um, from work and it was like 11 o'clock at night. Um, police car put the lights on, flashed me over. So instead of going to the side of the road, he had me go up the street, um, behind the alleyway of, of, of this business that sold, um, tombstones. So of course, across my mind, I'm thinking, okay, why is he pulling me over? And so across my mind, I'm thinking, okay, let me put my hands, you know, 10 and 2, you know, steering wheel, check, you know, you know, do I have my, my, um, do I have my license insurance inside the car and registration? Check. Uh, do I have my seatbelt on? Check. So I'm doing, going through all these checklists in my head and making sure, you know, I'm, I'm saying yes, sir, no, sir, to the officer. Let the officer know, hey, sir, I'm, I'm gently, you know, putting my hand over to the right, uh, so I can grab my, my, my proof of insurance and my registration. You know, we shouldn't have that type of fear. And, and that causes so much anxiety and stress. But then also, too, this looking at the videos that's out there, just looking at the numerous people, you know, that, that, that are protesting. It doesn't matter what color they are, uh, what age they are, but they're protesting as far as for equalness, you know, for everyone, but especially for the African-American community. You know, it's a shame, you know, that the conversations, you know, that we have with our kids are, are, are different now. You know, before, you know, the conversation that you want to have with your child concerning the birds and the bees is something, you know, you didn't want to have. But now it's your, your conversations you have, you know, with your kids is, you know, what to do, you know, when you get pulled over or what to do, you know, when you get questioned, you know, by, by, by authority, you know, and that's not even including, you know, that, that the thoughts that right now, this generation, what these little kids have as far as what they've been seeing on TV now. And of course, you know, with this pandemic, not alone are they worried about, you know, not seeing their friends or they worry about losing a family member due to this, 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 this virus that's around. But now, you know, they have a deep fear that, hey, you know, I was brought up and told well, I can trust a police officer. Now I can't trust a police officer. We have to change that stigma. You know, we have to work together, you know, as as a community. But also, too, you know, we have to work this out in our homes, too. You know, especially, you know, with this racial tension that's out there. It's, 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 
is getting, you know, ridiculous. Once again, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a political person and I'm not going to talk about, you know, who, what, when, where, why, whomever inside the um, office. But my thing is that we have to do better as humanity. You know, we have to do better as a society. I know it still bothers me as far as me being an African American male, you know, working in the corporate world and which, you know, still this day, you know, if I get on an elevator um, with someone with a different race than me, that they take their purse and they put it to the side. Or if they see me coming to the elevator, their closed elevator, or if I get on an elevator with them, you know, they'll get out. Or if we're walking on the same lane um, in a hallway, you know, they move to the other side. You know, how I'm going to rob you or harm you if I'm walking around, you know, with a suit and tie? I mean, am I going to assault you, you know, with my with my laptop to the side? Or am I going to use my, my mouse as a set of nunchucks or whatever to, to harm you? No, you know, we have to, you know, we have to change that. You know, once again, you know, this is a form of stress and anxiety that a person, you know, doesn't, doesn't need. And, and it's unnecessary, you know, especially, you know, you know, for men. Um, and I'm not saying just for African-American men. I'm just saying for men in general, you know, we have so much pressure you know, that's placed on us, you know, pressure as far as making sure we're protecting, providing, and doing whatever we can for our families, but also, too, you know, what could we do for ourselves? You know, there's times in which, you know, you feel like, you know, that you're inadequate, you know, that you can't do a certain thing, you know, based upon um, the social injustice that's going on, you know, you have that fear, you know, you have that fear that, hey, you know, working late, you know, Am I going to make it home tonight, you know, to my family? Um, because, you know, my job is out in the suburbs and, and I live on the other side of town. Or am I going to be labeled as far as, you know, being a subject of something that, that, that's, that it's not even relevant to me? Once again, you know, it's, it's a lot that's going on and I'm just praying, you know, that we get everything together as a society, but also too, you know, we got a lot right now, you know, that we're turning over to this current young generation where we putting stresses on them and which, you know, we should have corrected. But also it's time for us to have open dialogue. It's time for us to have open dialogue about faith. It's time for us to have open dialogue about humanity, but also, too, it's time for us to have open dialogue as a society as far as acceptance. Um, once again, like I said, I normally, you know, you know, shoot videos uh, for Man You Got This, but this time I just wanted to try out this audio uh, podcast again and just put it out there. Uh, please follow me. Um, if you can, or check me out on, on Instagram under Man You Got This, uh, Facebook groups, Man You Got This, um, and, and YouTube, Man You Got This, and also on CastBox, once again, Man You Got This. Thank you for everyone for taking the time for listening to me today, and my thing is, 
God bless you. And, and to all the men out there, we got this. And to anyone else who's listening, you got this. God bless.